I want you to forgive yourself for any procrastination that you've been doing, for any fear that is lingering, holding you back, any habits that you should be doing, but you're not. Forgive yourself right now on this momentum. It's okay. It's perfect as it is. The amount of things that you have done that you're not happy about does not have to change the person you can become and the results that you can create from right now moving forward. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of the Diamond Life Mentor Podcast. I recently had the pleasure of being a guest speaker at the Momentum Mastermind held by the Freedom Era community. On this week's episode, I'm excited to share my speaking segment from the event with all of you. All right, here it is. Let's go. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks, Dan. It's been an amazing momentum so far. Been so powerful to listen to uh, Clint share his story and some of the value bombs that he dropped on everybody were really, really powerful. And a couple of really sentimental moments and memories along his nine-year journey and our brotherhood and our partnership and the things that happened along the way. And he reminded me of the time that he did give up, right? He did quit. It was almost none of this. Can you guys imagine what it would be like if he did actually quit and I didn't make the cheeky comment on his post on his Facebook, calling him forward, stepping into his power and being like, dude, it's right there. Wake up, see it, right? And so uh, I, I had a little emotional moment of just going, wow, imagine, imagine it would have all turned out so differently. And how grateful are you and how grateful am I and how thankful are all of us together that that's not the choice that Clint made. And so next time you want to give up, next time it's tough, next time you make the Facebook post or you message your sponsor and say, I'm out, remember Clint's story. Remember that one little tiny part of his story because nine years from now or nine years from whenever you're feeling down like this, there could potentially be thousands upon thousands of people that wouldn't be living their life with freedom, with true health because of that one decision you made on a bad day. So I wanna start with that. Obviously, Eric Worre is the biggest legend and he dropped some, some wisdom, right? It's not, even, it's not even powerful knowledge, it's just pure wisdom. It's 35 years of being at the top of the game and dropping valuable, simplified wisdom. And I think that when you really sit with that, when you journal about that, you know, there's a lot of insight that you can learn from what he shared. And I, I was just very, very grateful and honored. And I just want to give a huge shout out to, you know, the Freedom Era. I want to give a shout out to Clint, to Christy, to Rebecca, to all the leaders and everybody who's putting this together, Dan, and everyone else who's really making this such a special community and a family. You know, at the moment, uh, the Freedom Era is producing the second highest volume every month in all of GPM. And as of right now, we just completed 2023. And it's crazy that it's already uh, a month into 2024, right? It seems to be flying fast as a lot of people already mentioned today. We did $168 million US in sales revenue in GPM in 2023. Like guys, anybody who tries to say what we're doing here is a waste of time. It's not legit. It's this or that or the other thing is completely wrong. Just flat out completely wrong because to do those types of numbers with a legacy company that's 50 years old and have a hundred million dollars being paid back to all of your guys's pockets and i made like three million ish in that range and i don't know the exact number but around three million out of a hundred so i made three percent of the actual overall amount of money that got paid to GPM. So when you guys think or somebody tells you the person at the top makes all the money, actually factually that is incorrect because I made 3% of the money that was paid out. So who made more, right? So let's not let's not get it twisted. The the community, the family, the leaders, the people that were putting in the work, they made far more out of that money than I did. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I want to share a few little powerful things about my background and story. I'm assuming we have quite a few newer people in the community that have recently got started. Maybe you just got, got started to 
uh, have an amazing new year, right? Maybe it was part of your goals to start an online business, to create more freedom for your family, and you're brand new, just kind of figuring things out. And if that's you, I just want to welcome you. I've been a part of this incredible company with Enagic for 15 years, okay? And I'm about to celebrate my 11-year anniversary on March 1st, coming up here in a month. So we've been around for a little while. And so if you're new and you're intimidated or you're inspired but scared or you have a mix of emotions like, oh my God, 168 million, I haven't even got one sale, I haven't even made a dollar, I was there too. It was just a little while back, all right? And obviously I look really good. The water's, you know, making me age backwards like Clint. But that's besides the point. <laughs> but I want you guys to think about something for a moment too. <clears throat> Eric mentioned this. He had a couple little powerful little things that I wanted to bring back into the conversation. But he mentioned the, the 1357 rule, right? And he also mentioned when he was sharing the power of this particular opportunity in this particular company that we have timing on our side. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you guys is that timing is crucial in everything we do in our lives, right? The season that you're in, the, the season that the world is in, the season that certain information and technology is in, it all does matter. It all counts. But regardless of that, the one constant that we can rely on, that we can depend on, that we can really double down is the fact that human beings will always be made mostly of water. So from a timing perspective, the timing will always be amazing because as long as human beings are born and as long as human beings need water, our company will be relevant. That 500-year plan Enagic has will be relevant. You understand? So one of the first things that I saw about this when I first planted my flag and I saw the vision for Global Prosperity Movement is I never had any fear or worry that it's a fad, it's temporary, and all of a sudden you know, come five years from now or 10 years from now, 20 years from now, humans will all of a sudden be made of blueberry juice, you know? And it's like, oh, damn, my water machine. If only it made blueberry juice, right? No, guys, it's going to be water. It's going to be water. It's going to stay water. So, so really having that trust to know that the product is never going to be irrelevant. You know, our biology, our cells, the way that our, our systems work is not going to ever evolve away from the power of hydrogen water and what Enagic produces. So it's always going to matter. All right. So back to my story real fast, as you guys have probably heard the details, I'm going to skip a lot of the details, but the important part that I really wanted to touch on is that my mom found this water machine in May of 2008. All right. That's 15 years ago, more than that. I don't know, what is that? 16 years ago this May. So it's been a minute. And when I first got started, I was very similar to what Eric shared in his story. I didn't have a network. I didn't have skills. I didn't have a reputation of anything that was positive in my life. Um, I was a, a deadbeat loser. I was um, grieving the loss of my dad who passed away from cancer. I was smoking dope. I dropped out of college. I was a, I was a pretty negative person. I, I didn't have a lot going for myself, very little, all right? And the water was the first thing that I was actually like, oh my God, there's hope. There's hope because this water took away the pain that I was in my stomach for 10 years that came off and on, off and on, and all of a sudden it was gone. This water was the missing piece of the puzzle for me. So this gave me that slight little hope that maybe I could turn my life around. Maybe that my life wasn't going to be pain and agony and suffering and depression and all this sadness, right? This loneliness, this sadness, this like no plan. What am I going to do with my life? There was a lot of really, really dark thoughts that I had at this time in my life. And then when the water came in, I actually started to feel good. And as you know, guys, we are, we are emotional energy beings, right? Our frequency, our energy, our emotions, how we feel matters. If we don't feel good, we cannot produce. If we don't feel good, we cannot chase our dreams. We cannot work hard. We cannot become the best version of ourselves. And so for me, the feeling is what, what kickstarted everything. It's like, wait a second, I'm not in pain. <gasps> Maybe I can change the world. <laughs> there was a couple steps in between, but basically it was I feel better and oh, we can change the world, right? So that's how it began. And then we started giving the water away. We started changing people's lives for free from our machine. Friends, colleagues, anybody who would listen, anybody who was willing to stop by the house and I was giving them the water. And uh, it was pretty awkward. I didn't know really what to say to them. 
for like 15 minutes, they would fill up these massive water bottles standing in my kitchen. I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. And we didn't really have much to talk about. So I started asking questions and I would simply say, hey, how you doing? Are you suffering from any health challenges? And they would open up to me. They tell me all these things. And I was always like, wow, you're pretty messed up. <laughs> like you got issues, bro. And uh, at the same time, I'm like, but don't we all? Don't most of us? Like if you think about it, most of your family and friends are dealing with some kind of health challenge, not always serious, not always, you know, threatening death, but something, some kind of ailment, symptom, issue, whatever. A lot of people got something, but we don't walk around in the public and just like, hey, I haven't gone to the bathroom in a week, guys, just wanted you to know, right? It's not a normal thing. Like we keep that private. We keep it. Maybe our, our family knows or our doctor knows and that's it. So all of a sudden I started to realize that all these people coming into our house, they had problems and they started telling me and all they changed and all they, all they tried differently was the water. And when they came back for a refill, something had changed. They felt better. Things were improving. And little by little, story by story, I started to build belief. Not because I already had the belief because it changed my life, but this, this little feeling, I don't know what the feeling was. And now I understand it. Now I understand its contribution. Now I understand its impact. Now I understand it's giving and paying it forward and helping people. But back then I was in a dark place. I didn't understand what it was. So I kept, I kept sharing and, and the stories began, the testimonials began, the miraculous changes started to be shared. And I was like, whoa. And, and because I always had a big dream, deep within. I always felt like I could become somebody. I always felt like I could make a difference. I just had no idea kind of where to start or what my path would be. I started to connect these dots. I was like, wait a minute, this water changed my life. And these stories are very powerful. And maybe this might be the thing that connects to this deeper purpose within that I thought I was here for to do something big with my life. And a lot of you have probably had this feeling throughout the course of your life where you're like, I'm meant for something bigger than this, not just for a personal benefit. Like Eric Worre talked about the accumulation of your family, but bigger than that, you know, something larger than you, larger than your family. You, you had that calling, you just knew, but it's like, how? Maybe you're not an inventor. Maybe you don't want to have a startup company. Maybe whatever just didn't make sense. You're like, ah, it's not my thing, right? That was me. But as many of you have also realized and faced over, over time and over your journeys, it's not quite that simple. It's not as simple as having an idea, having a dream, buying a machine, and next thing you know, all your problems are solved. You go straight to the top and you're a multimillionaire and you change the world, right? If only it was that simple. It's not. So in my particular case, everybody laughed at me. Everybody made fun of my mom. Everybody thought we were nuts because you know what's crazy is that 15 years ago, the price of the machine was almost the same price as it is today. So 15 years ago, it was even crazier because inflation was nowhere near what it is now. It was still $4,000 for the SD501 Platinum plus taxes. So we got ripped off. You're an insane person. Like your mom is gullible. Ha ha ha. It's not going to do nothing. It's a placebo. And you probably just didn't drink enough regular water. And now you're drinking more. And I heard everything that you have heard and probably a lot more. So I did not win. I did not make sales. I sold two machines to two of my close friends. So I was technically two way qualified and then zero nothing for five years. So how many of you listening right now on this call have not sold a product for five years since after you got started, right? Most of you have not had such a dry spell in your business for that long. And yet, as Clint mentioned, people say, I've been in for four years and I have no results. Well, buying a product and actively working a business are not the same thing. Even though technically when you purchase the product, your distributorship begins if you take action, but it doesn't mean that when you bought something, you also did the required effort and work ethic and had the skill to, to build the business, to work the business. Those two things are separate. And I actually had so much guilt and such a weight on myself during that period of time because I thought I was failing. Every once in a while, I would try to make a post or I would carry around my water bottle. But by the way, I got to have a sip. So cheers to all of you. 
but I would walk around and see people with a bottle of water at a Starbucks or coffee shop or something. And I'd be like, ah, I got to say something. I feel a moral obligation to say something. <laughs> and so I'd be like, hey, do you know what's in your water? <laughs> and just say something, whatever. I'd be like, I'll test it for you, right? And then people just look at me like, get lost, bro. Like, <laughs> like it didn't work, you know? I'm like, ah. And so that hurt my feelings, right? I was offended. I was trying to help. I was trying to educate them. I was trying to give awareness. And they didn't want none of it. So of course, as many people do, I, I went back into my shell and I didn't try again for a while, a month, two months, three, I didn't even bother. And then eventually it was started to kind of bother me like, come on, Balaz, you're better than this. You got to say something. You got to speak up. And I did. So this went on for five years. All right. And then a few different things, events happened in my life where I actually got started in low ticket network marketing. I was a part of a company for coffee. It was an organic gold company selling like healthy coffee, whatever with mushrooms in it. And also a, a shake company called Vaisalis. It was a 90 day challenge, lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And we did pretty well with both of those businesses, considering I only did them for six months. Like compared to other people in that six month period, we were better than average. We were building some momentum. We had a bunch of people getting started and it just didn't quite work out. Like people would give up and quit and the attrition was high and it just wasn't making a lot of sense. And a lot of you that did low ticket, you know what, you know what that's like. So anyways, all this full circle stuff came around and uh, March 1st of 2013 was my epiphany moment where I drew a line in the sand and I realized that this one product for the past five years was so monumental to my overall health, how I felt, um, I didn't get sick, I, I felt, you know, all these things. I'm like, man, this is the thing, very much like Clint's story, right? When I said that to Clint on his post, it was giving myself advice because I was literally doing door-to-door -door sales in my kitchen. Okay. And I was frustrated about door-to-door. -door. I was frustrated about certain things about that job. I was frustrated with not having freedom. I wasn't happy in a lot of ways, even though I enjoyed what I did. Like I loved the people aspect. I loved the training, the sales. I loved, you know, the, the thrill of getting a sale and the commission. I loved a lot of things about it, but in terms of the business model and the structure and the, the opportunity for growth and the long-term vision, it was all missing. It wasn't quite right. So the, the story goes, it's like in the morning I would wake up and I'd always pound back like a big bottle like this, right? On an empty stomach of water. So turn on my machine. It's like, turns on, powers up, Kangen water, 9.5, and I fill up my water, and I'm sitting there drinking it going, ah, if only there was a business that allowed me to really make an impact, to change the world, right, to set my family free, if only, ah, I'll just keep looking, <laughs> I'm drinking the water, things freaking talking to me, it might as well have said, Balage, hello, I'm right here, bro, I'm right here. Hello. I'm this white box on the counter. Hello. <laughs> it might as well have said that, but it didn't. It just Kung in water, 9.5. So when that thing happened with Clint, I was like, oh, this, this sounds familiar. I just tell him the thing about the moment that I realized the things on the counter. So funny enough, that's how it all started back in the day. But the thing about this timing is we're entering the diamond decade. And this is the, the important thing I really want all of you guys to realize and all of you to understand is that there is timing and you can be early, you can be ahead of schedule, and then there's timing when it's go time, when there is no more waiting, there is no more looking forward to when certain things start to happen, then blah, 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 blah happens. It's not the same thing. So when I got back after five years of a hiatus, I already thought that I missed the boat because certain individuals like Romy are upline, during that five-year period, they ranked up a bunch of times. They were advancing in the business. Uh, there were offices opening for Enagic globally. Different markets were opening. And I kind of knew because my mom was like kind of keeping me in the loop and I was a, a little bit in the loop in the Vancouver Enagic uh, scene. Once or twice a year, I'd go to an event and kind of keep tabs on stuff, support my mom and whatever. And, and I loved the company. It just wasn't the right season or timing for me to do it. So when I got into it, I had such a fear, <clears throat> such a lagging urgency of timing that I had five years of, of lost opportunity to make up for. And, and, and it kind of really weighed me down a lot. Like 
Where could I have been if I just stuck with it? What could I have created? Maybe I would already be free. Maybe I would have already achieved certain goals. And it was this coulda, woulda, shoulda game I was playing with myself. And the lesson that I want to give you from this is so powerful. And I really want you to like, just sit with this for a moment is I want you to forgive yourself. Okay. I want you to forgive yourself for any procrastination that you've been doing for any fear that is lingering, holding you back, any habits that you should be doing, but you're not forgive yourself right now on this momentum that it's okay, that it's perfect as it is that the amount of things that you have done that you're not happy about does not have to change the person you can become and the results that you can create moving forward from right now, moving forward. Okay. So whatever that is, whether it's really big stuff or little stuff, just forgive yourself. That is perfect as it is. And it's okay. All right. Because I needed to do that. Until that happened, I was not making progress in my business. I was just living in the past. What could I have done? And I wasn't present and focused on what I could create. So I made a new decision and I said, you know what? I'm going to work harder. I'm going to learn faster. I'm going to be more committed. I'm going to do my best to lead by example and I will catch up. I'm at the back of the race, figuratively speaking, because there's not really a race. But at the back of the race is how I felt like way, way, way back. Like I got lapped in shit in the race is how I felt. Right. And I'm like, I'm just going to catch up with consistency. I'm going to catch up with innovation. I'm going to catch up thinking outside the box. I'm going to catch up by partnering with people smarter than me, getting a team of people who are better than me. And I'm going to catch up like that. And the reason I want to share this with you. Okay is because all these years later, we, you and I, all of us in GPM and Freedom Era, we are number one. We are at the top. We are growing the fastest. We do have four consecutive first places in the monthly contest that is equal amongst all the leaders even higher ranking than myself. So whether or not you're competitive like that or not is not really the point. The point is that some of you have been around this community for a while You've been distracted. You've been doing other things. You've been making excuses, or maybe it was just a season of life where you had a baby or you got a divorce or, you know, life happens to everybody. Maybe somebody passed on who you love dearly and you, you had to go through that and process those emotions, all of which is perfectly okay, but you are not late. You didn't miss out. You know, the, the boat has not sailed without you. The diamond decade is starting now. Okay. And that means that over the next 10 years, what is going to happen here is going to make everything that has happened so far look like small numbers. Okay. As impressive as they are, as many success stories that we've created, the numbers that we've had, I promise you this. Okay. A million dollars per month will become the, the higher echelon of leadership in this company. Not a hundred K per month, not a couple hundred K per month. A million dollars a month plus will become the higher echelon. A lot of people are going to go from 20, 30, 40,000 to 100 to $200,000 because of the diamond decade, because of the momentum, because of this company scaling from 25, 30,000 units to 100,000 units plus. We will become the people when, 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 when we're talked about in society, it's already beginning now with the conversation around hydrogen water and the press that's happening in the biohacking space. It's already beginning. There are people who have heard about Enagic who didn't believe in it now walking around with these, you know, water bottles that look like they got it at Disney World because it's got a cool little light on it. And they're like, oh, look at me. I'm so cool. Thinking that they're doing what Enagic does and it's not even close. It's not even in the same, same league, right? But it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing because that is necessary for what's going to come after that, what's going to come next. And eventually all roads will lead back to Enagic. And all of us who are building it now in the diamond decade and putting in that energy, putting in that effort, forgave ourselves if we didn't do what we could have done, blah, 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 in the past, it's okay. But moving forward, we will come out as the people like, how did you know? People will say that. 
They'll go, Clint, man, how did you know? How did you know this was it? How, do you, how did you know that this was going to be as big as it was? Christy, how did you know? We just did. Right place, right time, right community, right leadership, right support, right technology, timing, bam, perfect. Now, the only X factor in all of this is you and how you show up. And so I want to talk about this because for me, when I first got started, I, it wasn't about being in business, okay? It was about measuring my action inside of my business. So what does that mean? If, if we're all in this business for a year, that does not make all of us equal in the sense of input into the business. It does not make all of ours all of our uh, ourselves equal in terms of input, in terms of our personal development. Does that make sense for you guys? So when you're actually measuring your progress, when you're measuring your growth, when you're measuring where you are in the business and what is required, it's so, so important to track your input. Like for example, you know, how many leads have you talked to? Whether it's organic, whether it's DMs, whether it's ads, whether it's launches, whether it's coffee shops, really doesn't matter real human beings who can make a decision and potentially buy your product or partner with you in the business. How many of those opportunities have you truly actually explored with other people? Write it down, put it in your phone, put it in a notebook, because only then will you have some numbers to show every 20 people I get a yes. And if that's your number as of your current skill set, your current level of experience, then perfect. Awesome no problem. Then how often do you want to speak to 20 people? Do you want to speak to 20 people a day and get a sale every day because you know those are your numbers? Do you want to speak to 20 people a week and get a sale a week? Do you want to speak to 20 people a month and get one sale a month? Or like many people, do you want to speak to 20 people in a year or two years or three years or four years or never and still don't have any sales. So when we actually understand that there's an input output directly correlated to our results, and it is a numbers game to a certain degree, even though people aren't a number, they're human beings that we need to care about, but the game itself is all around numbers. So I think that so often, People just go through the motions and the busy work and stuff and they're shuffling papers and they're organizing their, their screensaver on their phone and you know they're coming on the huddle, they're coming on the calls and cheering in the comments and woo, let's go team. And it's like, all right, that's good for community building and camaraderie. We need that. We love that. But don't mistake that for work. Don't mistake that for income producing activity. Don't mistake that for actually building and growing your business. Does that make sense? So I think that for all of you guys right now, there needs to be a level of understanding what is required for your business right now. If you're running ads, everybody's ads numbers are a little bit different. Your cost per lead is different than the next person. The number of leads you need to get a $99 TFE sale is different. You know, to get a back in an agic sale is different. So you need to find out what your numbers are and then you work those numbers until they improve. And eventually they will improve. In my case, when I first started door to door, I did a hundred doors in a day and I got zero sales. By the time I left about three and a half years later, before I became a manager and kind of got out of the field, it was one in one and a half qualified people I would make a sale. So every one and a half people who could buy, would buy. I started at zero people out of a hundred and I learned how to perfect my presentation, build rapport, you know, make a friend, all these little things that we had to do very, very quickly in a face-to-face -face environment at someone's home. And I got to the point where I'm like, if you're qualified, you're buying. That's how confident I was. That's how certain I was. I would step into people's homes before they asked me to step into their home. And if they didn't like flinch or like have any sort of reaction to the fact that I literally welcome myself in their house, I immediately knew I was getting the sale because their body language showed me that they trust me. They feel safe. There's nothing to worry about. And I could just tell them their body, if they did a little flinch or something, I'd be like, oh, that's all right. I can stay outside. And I take a step out of their home to be respectful. 
And so I learned these little tricks that had nothing to do with my presentation, had all to do with, you know, my confidence and my experience and so on. So you guys will be able to do this in your business as well, but you have to get the reps in. So the next part that I wanted to talk about is when we think about rejection, right? A lot of people are afraid of rejection. A lot of people are afraid of being told no, right? It's, it's, it's one of the biggest challenges in sales across the board. And it's a really, really big fear in network marketing, direct sales, online business, et cetera. And here's why. The reason why people are afraid of the rejection is because they believe it confirms the negative stigma that everybody talks some shit about. So by you connecting yourself to a, like a, a, an introduction or an invitation and being told no, you automatically assume, oh, I'm one of those people in one of those deals and one of those things that everybody talks shit about and I just experienced that. So it's like, oh, I don't want that feeling, right? I don't want people to feel that way about me. So we avoid it. And a lot of time goes by before we try again, which is where this whole thing comes from. I've been in the business for four years with no sales, but you've only ever tried a few times and got rejected or told no, took it personally, and then stopped trying and pretended you were doing the things you needed to do, but you weren't. So what you need to do is you need to change this association with invitation, right? Like if you send out an invitation to a party, okay? And people decline the RSVP and say, I can't make it. Are you going to like cancel the party and cry about it? And you know, it's like, all right, well, whatever, maybe next time. Like you don't really care, right? It's not a big deal. That's like this. We are supposed to go out there and invite people to have a look at this. Whether they like it, whether they want to go all in, whether they want to buy a product or a quad or go 6A2-8, completely irrelevant. It's an invitation. And so you need to make sure that you are inviting people to take a look at what this is as often as possible, especially in the early days, right? So in my case, I was working my job. I would come home and I would be like hitting people up in the DMs, on the phone, other people's leads, doing three-way three -way calls. You know, that's how me and Clint initially got things going in his business. He would tee it up all hours of the day. I would accommodate the Australian time zone. He would accommodate my time zone sometimes. And just three-way calls, three-way calls, closing trifectas, making shit happen, right? So I was on the phone doing the work because I knew that all we were doing was showing people the information asking people what they like best about it, and then making an educated decision. So whether you're doing this online with funnels, automation, web classes, it's the same process. It's just a different tool, a different technology. All right. So you have to be aware of these numbers for you. And if you don't have a clue right now, like how can, how many people or how many leads do I need to generate to make a sale? Then that's the first metric that you need to go get. You need to go find that out immediately because if you don't have this number for yourself, your goals of hitting 6A and 6A2, it's all just a pipe dream. It's all literally just like, hopefully, maybe, yeah, by Japan. It's like, well, what's the plan? What's the numbers? How many people do you need to actually show this to to make it happen by Japan? And every leader, including Christy and Clint and Rebecca, myself and everyone else, when we go on these runs to rank advance, we reverse engineer the numbers Every single person who needs to rank up knows exactly their volume they need to produce and the number of product sales they need to generate. They have a clear vision, a clear plan, and they go execute. And that's why we have a crazy uh, track record of hitting those big goals every single time. It's not a fluke. We're not lucky. Is that everybody just does their job and they know what is expected of them to hit the goal, right? So that is so powerful that you guys need to understand this. Even when I first heard Romy speak, he shared a presentation and he said, I hit 6A in 90 days. He showed, I think it was 500. Was it 500? I can't remember the number. Now. I'm pretty sure it was 500. He showed like 500 people the demo in 90 days. 400 of them said no and 100 of them said yes. And he had a 20% closing conversion rate. That's all he did. So it's like when we actually ask ourselves, have we showed 500 people the demo, the web class, the presentation in 90 days? So 20% of them say yes, and we hit 6A. Most of you would say no. And now we have trifectas. Now we have quads. Now we have other things. Romy did one machine per person times 100 
to get to 6A in his first 90 days. So how do we find the people? Well, if you go on to social media, I think last time I checked, there's 3 billion people on social media. Do you think you could find 500 people by some going into a Facebook group, running ads, reaching out to your contacts? On doesn't really matter because you got to understand this. When it's an invitation, it doesn't really matter what people think or say because the answer is irrelevant. So yes, I know a lot of people are against this, right? A lot of people are like, I won't reach out to people. I'm all about the attraction marketing. I'm all about people coming to me. And I respect that 100%. But at the same time, that's a little bit of a passive approach. It's a little bit like waiting for it to happen rather than going and making it happen. So while I respect it and I understand it, I also don't necessarily agree fully with it because in my world, how I got started and how I created success, I went after it, man. I came to you. I was in your inbox. I called your phone number. I texted you. I emailed you. I knocked on your door. I didn't sit around like, baby, I'm sure someone's going to come knock on my door today and say, hey, I'm looking to buy a water machine or start a business. Let's just sit on the sofa and wait for the, the, the doorbell to ring. Let me just wait for my inbox to have somebody go, hey, I'm interested. I mean, what about the rest of the day? What about the rest of my time? Am I just doing something else, distracted, playing video games, watching Netflix, scrolling on my phone, or am I working? Am I making opportunities happen? And so a lot of you right now need to realize that if you really wanted it as bad as you say you want it, if you really want it to be 6A and above by Japan, you would be completely acting differently. You know what I mean? And, and there is a way to do it where people feel that fire. They feel that energy. They feel that passion. And they're just like, whoa, you're all up in my DMs kind of like out of nowhere. But I could tell, man, you're a man or a woman on a mission. Like, sure, I'll watch your 20-minute web class. Like, I'll check it out. Sure. I mean, I'm not really like looking for anything, but like, whoa, your, your energy, like you're, you're going places, right? And so there is always that. So if you haven't explored this and you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know how to do this complicated stuff. I, I, I'm not sure about the automation. I'm not sure about the ads. I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. Can you just be in contact with people at, at a bare minimum, right? And I think that the, 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 the lesson behind it is this, is that I personally, in my career, when we talk about forcing growth, when we talk about uh, making sure that no two years are the same as the year before, I'm very deliberate about that. You know what I mean? Like I, I take the action necessary for growth. I, I am uncomfortable and I press myself. And when I say like I'm crossing the stage as a new 6A or whatever, I know that that event is coming. I know that there will be the day that the stage will happen. And, I, and for those of you that were on the run with us last year in Vegas, it happened like the day of. And it wasn't even just me. It was all of us on that level. All of us on our phones, making moves, making deals, paying people off. Like we pulled every trick, every card, every single tiny thing, including negotiations with corporate. <laughs> like full on emails back and forth. Can we make it work? Can we slide it in? Can we find a way? Can we make it possible? This is big for us. We have our team here. We need to be on stage. We need to make it happen. And they felt it. They knew. And their perspective was whether it happens now or it happens in a couple of days, we know for sure it's happening in the next few days. So yes, you get it. You make it happen. That's the level that you guys need to be at. Like Clint said earlier, you book your flight, you book your hotel. You don't even have a ticket to the event. Who cares? Guess what? If you hit 6A or above and you let me know I don't have a ticket, but I'm already coming, I will make sure you cross that stage as a 6A without a ticket. You better understand that I'll do that for you. I will make that happen for you because Enagic will respect the hell out of you. They'll go, damn, this person didn't even have a ticket, but they knew they were going to cross the stage. They knew they were going to make it happen. Nobody's going to say no to that. That's that conviction level. Like you show up and you're like, listen, I'm here. I'm supposed to be here. Open the door. I'm supposed to be here. And in a couple of years, I'll be a dash three and I'll supposed to be there too. And then I'll be a dash five and I'll be there too. Right? You think an adjective's going to go, oh, <laughs> you don't have a ticket. Right? So guys, a lot of the time 
We put unnecessary limitations on ourselves that have nothing to do with anything in true reality of the situation. Because people, you know, it's like that old saying is like, take action and it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. So it's like you do it and then people just, all right, fair enough. Like you wanted it bad enough because thousands of others kept thinking about it and they're not here and you are. So, all right, you know, there's a, there's a chair over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not something that you should actually hold back on. So anyway, the biggest point that I wanted to share with all of you guys is that the, the leverage piece. So, so Clint and Eric set this up really, really beautifully for what I wanted to talk about is leverage, right? Eric said, I hope, I hope that you guys all have the opportunity to truly experience leverage. And I couldn't agree more. I think that's the, the real secret sauce to this business model is the leverage, right? And we, we can earn a lot of money, we can evolve, we can grow, we can have tons of beautiful experiences and really enjoy the journey before the leverage really kicks in, before the duplication truly kicks in. It's still a beautiful ride up to that point. If we're doing the work, if we're helping people get started, if we're getting those high ticket commissions, you can still live a really beautiful, great life. But man, I'm telling you, when that duplication kicks in, when that, that real compounding effect starts happening, it is literally like a miracle from God. It is, it is a spectacle that is hard to fathom. You cannot believe your eyes when you check your sales report and thousands upon thousands of sales are happening in every part of the world and you personally didn't have to do anything in that moment to make those sales happen and you get the big fat bonus check in your, in your account every month. And not, not only that, you know that hundreds or thousands of people in your team receive the same big bonus check on the same day of the month. What? What? Guys, this isn't some like, <laughs> like this isn't a urban myth. This isn't some magical wishful dream. I know it sounds like it. And it feels like it when you're living it and you're receiving it. But it is so real. It is so true. It is the real deal, guys. It is the real deal. Like, I'm going to give you a quick example here. I want to show you guys something. Just for inspirational purposes only. Please don't screenshot. Please don't send all over the place. Just leave it on the live stream and watch. All right? So I want to show you something real quick. Can you guys see that all right? Can you guys see that? Okay, sweet. I just want to show you guys this real fast. I want you to look up at the green box, okay? I want you to look up at the green box in the top left corner there, 2013. So today, this is what's really cool. I just realized this moments before I came out and spoke today. Today is my 10-year anniversary of hitting 6A. How cool is that? And the month that we hit 6A, my team, I started January 1st, so 2013 March until December 31st of 2013. I finished the year with 80 product sales, as you can see there in uh, the green, first green box. So in my mind, I go, we got some good momentum going on. We, we had a good like finish to the year around the holidays and stuff. I'm like, we can do 20 units in January for sure. We can do it get started all fired up, new year, new me, big goals, 2014, let's go, right to the team. Everyone's like, woo, <laughs> crickets, nothing, nada, no leads, no sales, nothing. A week goes by, nothing. Two weeks goes by, nothing. Three weeks goes by, nothing. Zero sales in 21 days of January. I'm going, what is happening? Is like 2014 cursed? <laughs> like, is it the year of no sales? What is going on, right? All the doubt, all the insecurity, all the questioning, everything. And then I finally got a sale. 21st of January, I can't remember who it was, whatever, the details don't matter. And, and then I got a couple more sales. And I, at the time I was like working closely with the Nagic office and I was dropping off orders in person. A lot of my sales were local. I'd pick up their machine, I'd set it up at their house, all this kind of stuff. So I remember taking the orders and the office manager told me, Blaj, maybe you should hold these deals until the next month so that you could have a bigger bonus by hitting 6A in February instead of January. And I'm like, 
it's like the 22nd. Like we got like a week, eight days, nine days. Like why, why would I already give up? Why would I already quit on all this time that I have left? I can do it. We can make this happen. So anyways, fast forward, last day of the month, um, office had closed five o'clock. It's now like almost seven o'clock finishing all the paperwork, whatever. Boom. Six say done officially last day of the month. Okay. And the reason why that is so powerful actually now in hindsight, 10 years later is because that's my story. That's my truth. I did that with my team. We didn't surrender. We didn't throw in the towel. We didn't play it safe. We didn't say fine next month. No, we said this month we will do it. So every single person in my organization, including Clint, when we've had these other big runs to hit dash three, to hit this rank, to hit that rank, I share that story with Clint. He took the belief from me and goes, oh, okay. Well, Balaj did it. Like, let me do it. Then he's done it. Now we paid that forward in last year when we hit dash six and dash five and dash four and dash three and dash two and all the other ranks, every single one of those people, many of which are watching right now, if not all of you are watching right now, you all now know you can do that too. And you are now going to tell your teams, no, 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 no. We go to the freaking buzzer. We go to the end of the game. We finish the month and get the job done. So check out what happened. 2013, 80 product sales the whole year. 2014, 325 not too bad. 2015, 800. 2016, 4,000 for the year. Look at this. 2017, 14,000. Look at these jumps, guys. 2018, 48,000. 2019, 82,000. 2020, 114,000. 2021, 154. 107. 258. So now our total sales that we have, this is actually an accumulating total. So it's not annual sales. It's accumulated sales. My bad. I don't want to exaggerate. This is the truth is good enough. So anyways, the point is, is that in 2023, we went from starting the year at 197,421 to finishing 2023 at 250,000. But the most important thing I want you to look at is this chart on this chart. The gray line is the exponential growth curve mathematically speaking. That's what an exponential growth curve looks like. So I made a little chart and I put this exponential growth chart on here and I started to backtrack these numbers and look at 2018 where it says 46,000 on the chart. What do you see there with that blue dot? That was officially the year that we broke through the exponential growth curve. This is what, when we say leverage, when Eric Worre says leverage, this is what we're doing. This is what we're building. We build this business until that line crosses that gray line. Do you understand? It doesn't matter how many years it takes. It doesn't matter how slow it is in the beginning. It doesn't matter all the adversity and challenges. It doesn't matter if you quit for five years and come back. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is you put in the work. You have urgency and patience, that perfect combination Eric talked about. And you build it and you build it and you build it and you build it until those numbers tip over the exponential growth curve. And then you start to experience growth, whether or not you show up or not. And then you hit the holy grail of this business model. And in the diamond decade, your guys' businesses will accelerate through this exponential growth curve faster and faster and faster because the resistance the unawareness, the lack of education, the ignorance towards what we do, both on the business side, online, affiliate marketing, location, independent business, et cetera, et cetera, all those beautiful perks of the business model. Simultaneously, the health and wellness education and awareness that's spreading around hydrogen water, how important this is for optimal health and longevity and peak performance and so many other things. All of this, the, the awareness is increasing, which means the, the general population, the resistance is decreasing, which means that everything will speed up. There'll be less back and forth, less calling it this, less calling it that. Be fast. I've been looking into this. I've heard about this. I've always wanted one of these things. I'm ready to get one now. That's going to start happening more and more. And I'm calling it right now. I've been calling everything for 10 years. My track record is impeccable. I call it. I see it. It happens. This is no different. That's why when Enagic interviewed me for the magazine a couple months back, I said the diamond decade is coming and I meant it and I know it is. 
And so you need to believe and trust it's coming not only for all of us, but for you specifically, because that's what matters. You have to create your own wave that's a part of the big tsunami. And collectively, all of our waves together has this sweeping tsunami over the earth where eventually people will all know that this is what they need to have in their life. We've been saying it for many years. It's going to be a household appliance. It's going to be a game changer for people. And this is what's coming. All right. So I'm going to finish off with that. Uh, I got to get rid of this uh, screen share here. I don't know how to do it. Uh, one sec. I think I got it. I think you guys helped me. Thank you. But yeah, guys, the, the biggest thing I want you guys to really, really understand is that the majority of that chart that I showed you there did not have the leadership, the support, the community, the amount of love and, and devotion and dedication to your guys' success that you currently have here now with the Freedom Era. And Enagic is, is primed for what they've been working towards for 50 years. And this anniversary is so big, it's so significant, it's so monumental that you really need to like understand that it's not just a little small little thing. I personally believe that until the 75th anniversary, nothing will be as big as this year. Okay, that's how massive this is. And I believe from that compounding curve that we've been talking about, you know, when you look at technology, when you look at the past, when you look at history, there's so much we can learn. And a lot of things take a long time to build up until they pop. This is the year we pop and we continue to grow. So it's your chance and your opportunity to speak this into people, to have bulletproof certainty. Do not be ashamed. Do not, do not hide. Do not try to, to tone it down, right? Be loud. Let people know. Send out those invitations. Have no shame because whether they say yes or no is not your problem. What matters is that you sent out the most invitations to come along for this ride. And if you do that, whatever way you choose, I promise you that this diamond decade will change everything for your family. You will lock in legacy and nothing will ever be the same because of you. So I believe in you. I'm so grateful and happy that you guys invited me out here and I'm cheering for you. I can't wait to see you in Japan if I don't see you any sooner than that. And if you get to 6A or above and you don't have a ticket, you reach out to me and I'll make sure that you get in that arena and you cross that stage as a new 6A. I promise you that. All right. Much love to you guys. We'll chat again real soon. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, bellagewcardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.